Welcome to the Moments Matter podcast, where empty nesting mom Sonia and her adulting daughter Julia, that's me, discuss what it takes to have healthy, faithful relationships with your teens all the way into their adult years. Tune in each week as we pick a life moment and talk about why it already matters and how we can take it to the next level with actionable purpose and true joy, even when it's hard. I'm Julia Peterson, and today I'm on with my mom, Sonia. How are you doing, Mom? I'm doing great, Jules. (laughs) (laughs) We've got an interesting... It's a good day to be here. I'm excited about today. Because... I thought you'd say something. I'm excited today because you know what we're doing today? We're actually like we're doing an episode for a friend of ours. Her name is Jenny. Shout out to Jenny. She asked us a question and we want to give her some ideas and be honest with her too because some of these things I didn't do, but I came up with some (laughs) ideas. Just things you would do differently if you could. Yes, definitely. I would have. Yes. And I, and I get to supplement. Well, actually, yeah, you get to say the things that you would have done differently. And I'll, I'll say all the things that you did right. That really helped me. How does that sound? Thank you. That, that sounds great. That's amazing. Let's okay. go. Do you want to, let's end with the good stuff. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we're going to talk about today. Jenny asked us the question about just keeping our kids interested um, in Bible study. And in learning scripture and basically having their devotions um, and being in the word. Because this can get daunting as a parent. So we love that she asked this question because it is important. And it is it does get hard um, when you've got younger um, children in the home to keep them interested. And let's be honest, even as adults, is it always amazing for us? No. Do we, or do we sometimes walk away from our Bible with... Some big, you know, do we always walk away with some big nugget of truth? Not always. Um, But we do know that as adults, it is important to be consistent and to be doing it day after day. And, you know, there are times when you, I do walk away with that big nugget. There's seasons that I walk away with so much um, from God's word, and it's truly amazing. But other days, like honestly, right? It's not so much, but how do we help our kids be more consistent? And like I said, I wish I had done this better. Um, but I was I was thinking about this and going um, on an earlier episode. I talked about the fact that my kids didn't know where my spiritual spirituality was at um, for a long, long time. And I was thinking about that and why, why, why didn't they know this? And I'm like, well, you know what? I did my devotions after they went to school or after they went to bed. They didn't actually see me reading God's word and they, I didn't share with them what God was doing in my life during that time. And I guess those two things right there, I would tell you if that's what you're doing to change that, whether it's just sharing, hey guys, this is what God showed me in the Bible this, you know, recently or in my devotions that I was having. And I've been following this and I've been doing that a lot with my girls lately um, and sharing with them um, different things that God is teaching me. And I see that that's a different thing for them. Um, And, actually to have my devotions in front of them. 
And sometimes this is hard with younger ones, but at the same time, if they see that the Bible is in your hands and you're going to take five to 10 minutes, because when they're little, that's about as long as they'll stay out of trouble. But to say, hey, mommy's going to read her Bible. Why don't you sit down and read, you know, do this book or do, you know, do this activity Why mom right here while mommy's reading her Bible so that they see that and mention, hey, you know, I was reading God's word today and this is what he taught me um, is a really big thing. The other two things that I thought of, I'm like, what else can I tell them? What what can I suggest? And I'm like, you know, I think it would be really fun to give out a weekly question because we like questions in our family. Give out a weekly question that they have to figure out on their own. Whether they're all reading the same thing or not, is there something uh, that ties you know, all of them together. I know they're different ages and that sort of thing. But if you had a, a weekly question that you gave them that they had to come back and give their uh, their answers on, their opinions, um, and mom and dad have to do this too. So it keeps you consistent in saying, you know, we're going to have this discussion because we want to know your opinions on things that God is saying in the Bible because we also need to hear others' perspectives. We also need to keep an eye on what our kids are truly getting out of the Bible. And it makes it a little bit more fun um, to have kind of a you know discussion that way uh, over the question. The other thing you could do is the opposite. Have them give you a challenge right? Have them come up with a question or give you a challenge with your Bible reading. Contests are always good too, right? And it it keeps them consistent. And so just having some fun, different kind of competitions that you can do. I don't know if that's, you know, some of your moms are going, no, they should read the Bible because they want to read the Bible, which, you know, (laughs) we hope and pray that all of our kids just want to do that. But I, I know that that's not even myself. So um, having a little bit of competition every now and again, I'm not saying constantly, just every now and again, um, and have ice cream night after or pizza night or whatever it is. Uh, but I don't know. Those are some of the things that I came up with because I I didn't do this very well. Um, I relied on the school. They had to check in and say that they were, a lot of times their Bible classes were the ones that were saying, you need to do this reading and you know you have to check the box that you were doing your devotions. And shame on me. Shame on me for doing that. And um, this question was very convicting. Jenny, thank you. Yeah, I think those are great answers. I think those are all great. I would like just to point out what you said about number two, uh, which was reading the Bible in front of them. Um, that's something that even you can do as I know Ashley, who is a mom of a one-year-old and a t- almost mm-hmm. three-year-old, um, that she said that she did for a while. I don't know if she still does it, but she just read a psalm to them every day in the morning as like, let's start with an activity to do together. And as they were eating breakfast, she would read a psalm to them. And, you know, she was like, this probably isn't doing much because they're literally like two and one and two. And, uh, and then one day they didn't do it. And Jack, who it wasn't, he was only two. He is still two, but he was younger too. (laughs) Um, he said, mom, are we reading today? And because she had, yet and I just think like consistency did he understand anything that was happening the psalm that they were reading reading? I don't probably not (laughs) but the consistency of that and he loved hearing 
He was memorizing the Lord as my shepherd. And just mm. learning those things and memorizing is going to be ingrained in your mind over and over and over. We listened and sang a lot of hymns at our church and that just puts scripture into our minds. And that's like the first thing that I'm going to talk about with what you guys did do really well and helped us, helped me to grow in my own spiritual life was bring us, you brought us to an amazing church. Were there issues? Yeah, but no church is perfect. You grew us up in a church that loved the Lord and had a solid foundation about the gospel. And a lot of those children's programs at that church, amazing. You cannot find better children's programs, honestly, than Calvary Baptist. I'm sure you can, but in my opinion, from what I've seen, they just do a great job with children's ministry and Sunday school, upwards, basketball, and a lot of the outreach ministries they do are geared towards children, and they do an amazing job with that. And you guys brought us up in that, and finding a great church was really just so instrumental to my spiritual life. And I was surrounded all the time with amazing Sunday school teachers. I remember Mr. Singletary. Mm -hmm. He was my sixth, fifth and sixth grade Sunday school teacher and Mrs. Monroe. And I could name all the names. Mm -hmm. I loved them. And and they they still check on you. Do you know that when I see them, they do. They still (laughs) have They do. Oh, love them. Yeah, I love them too. And they loved the Lord and it grew my love for God. Mm. I remember Mr. Singletary making us sing really like mashups of hymns, which I still know by heart, some of them. And one of them even I still remember very clearly, which is this world is not my home. I'm just a passing Mm -hmm. through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The that hymn, whenever I listen to politics or hear about what's going on in the world, that hymn comes to my mind. Mm. This world is not my home. Amen. I'm just passing through. <laughs> and that was huge. Like, I don't think we sang that in the big church, even the big church is what I used <laughs> yeah. to call it, the sanctuary. <laughs> but in Sunday school, <laughs> it's still ingrained into my mind, mom. <laughs> um, but that in Sunday school, that was a song that we sang almost every week, and that was huge. So you did that, though. You brought us to a church that clearly loved the Lord and loved God and showed us how to love God. And And even though maybe I didn't even understand the hymn as a fifth grader, maybe I did, but maybe I didn't really fully. And now, using the things that I've memorized— it's amazing to look back and say, oh, I understand that meaning now, even if I didn't then. So just number one, you brought us to a great church. Mm. Number two, you always had answers to our questions. And if you didn't, you would you would be honest and say, I don't really know about that. Let me get back to you. Or I don't really know, Julia. That's something that I'll have to pray about. You guys grew my respect for you by saying that you didn't know. (laughs) I know that's weird, but you really did. Like my spiritual life, I understand reality better because my parents 
who I loved and looked up to, could be honest and say that they didn't know things about scripture, about God. And I think that taught me, I know that taught me, that I'm not going to understand everything Mm -hmm. that goes on in life. But it's okay. That was huge. Mm. I know that's not like a super practical thing that is going to like grow their desire to read scripture. But that was just astronomical to me. And it was really important that my parents could be realistic and honest with me. The other thing was that when they made mistakes or said something that was wrong, they admitted it and came to me. And I remember my mom and my dad, I, I could tell you numerous times where they came to me and said, I'm really sorry that I blew up or I said this to you. Would you please forgive me? And I think that's important for this topic because God was real in their life and they were being an example of what a sinner saved by grace looks like. And it made a big deal. I respected them and that in turn made me respect their beliefs that they were sinners. They made mistakes They're willing to own up to it, and they're asking for forgiveness and changing. That's the whole Christian life, (laughs) and you guys did an awesome job with that. I, I can honestly say that really did help my spiritual life, and in the moment, it probably doesn't feel like you're doing that much, but it made such a big difference in my life looking back now. I can't even say that in the moment as a 12-year-old that I understood why my dad was coming to me and apologizing, except that it made me feel better because he understood Mm. that he hurt me. That's really important. But now looking back, I can say, yeah, that I respect, I respect, it grew my respect for them and for what they believed about the Bible and about God. So that was number two. (laughs) I'm just going to keep going (laughs) through them. Um... (laughs) Number three was how they taught me about integrity. (laughs) This one I did not like. I'm just going to say it out loud. I did not like integrity. I did not like being an an, integrity, a person of integrity. I don't know. (laughs) I wanted to be like all my other friends who got to go watch PG-13 movies because their parents didn't care that our school had a rule about not going and watching PG-13 movies. This is important, trust me. So (laughs) I'm going to explain. I learned integrity because I went to a school that had a lot of rules. Some of them were really good, and some of them were just uh, not necessary, I don't think. (laughs) And (laughs) It's true. I just felt that way. But every year, the the students and the parents have to sign a honor code to follow those rules. And as a kid, I didn't really, I I just, I was told to go, I was forced forced to go to the school because I was a kid. And I didn't really love You were taken. (laughs) I think forced, that's how I felt at the time. So I'm going to be honest about that. Maybe at the end. Like, I'm, I'm trying to be honest because I really feel like most kids feel like they're forced to do things all the time. So I'm trying to okay. help them okay. 
No, I, that isn't 12 year old there, so. or a 15 year old. I felt like I was forced to go to the school, you know, but looking back, I'm so grateful. So don't get me wrong. I'm so grateful for the school that I went to. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> but anyway, okay. <laughs> so, so my friends would, some of them would go to the movies and they either, they would leave me out of the conversation cause they knew I wouldn't be able to, or they would, um, like talk about it, but then they would feel like they would just laugh at me or something. And because I couldn't go do this thing and because I was going to follow the rules and have integrity. And, <laughs> and um, I understand that all, some rules are just dumb. They're just unnecessary. And my parents, actually, when I talked to this about or talked to them about this, they said, you know what? That's not a great rule. It is unnecessary. And that really stinks. I'm sorry. But you know what? You're going to have integrity and you're going to obey the rules because that's what the Lord would want. And he's going to be pleased with that. Obedience brings blessing. And you know what? As a kid, I really still still didn't believe it. but (laughs) (laughs) But I had to follow the rules. And now, what was the other thing? What was the other thing? What was the other thing? I used to tell you all, right? Like if you were in a group of kids Uh that were making poor decisions, right? Yeah. If you're making poor decisions, I would tell you, what do you do? The first thing you do is what? Oh, I don't even know. Do you remember this? No. I would say make sure that you speak truth, right? This is wrong. This is why it's wrong. Oh, yeah. And if they continue with the conversation, what did I say next? What do you have to who do you have to be like? I taught you guys this Jesus? when you were little. <laughs> Sunday school answer. No. <laughs> to be Joseph like. and flee. Do you remember me yelling at you guys? Just flee. Just please. You'd walk out the door and be like, make good decisions. Make good choices. Remember Good choices. You can flee. Oh, flee. Like Joseph? Flee. Yeah. Oh, yep. I do remember that now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You always try to make a difference. Make a difference first, but then you get out of there. Uh Uh-huh. Because you don't want to be caught with... Well, it wasn't group, even, you will, yeah, you, I, we didn't want to be caught, but it was also, it's just, just wrong. No, it's, yeah. Yeah, and you don't want to be, yeah, you don't want to be caught. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Caught with that conflict, group of kids and saying, because you don't have the same, you know, you didn't have the same opinions. But it's also the verse in the in Proverbs about talking to fools, right? So if you speak truth and they listen, that is awesome. But if you speak truth and they're not listening, it's time to get out of there. Oh, yeah. I I try to, maybe you weren't as much because you, your group of friends weren't as much as either your older sister or your younger sister went through. Right. And so, yeah, that's true. It was probably more Jenna, (laughs) Jenna Lynn. So. Yeah, that's a good point. I remember that. That's a good point. Anyway, okay. Yeah, so you would teach us that, and we had integrity, and we learned what that meant. And um, there, yeah, there was a verse, actually, that Dad, I think, pointed out at some point, or one that we just read mm-hmm. in Proverbs. Um, I can't remember. It's like ten six or something like that. But it says, whoever walks integri- in integrity walks securely, but he who makes his ways crooked will be found out. And, I mean, that's exactly what you just said. Flee. <laughs> and 
you will be safe from being found out, being caught. And caught in sin really is what it is. It's about saving our integrity (laughs) and not just our reputation, but saving integrity and having integrity. And I say all of this because it applies to growing the love for Scripture and the love for God in learning that life is hard. And sometimes you have to just follow the rules. Obedience is not always easy, but it is so worth it. Because you know what? I walked away from that school loving where I was at, I guess, if that makes sense. Like, loving the Lord. I mean, sure, I wasn't perfect. I was still a teenager. But I had a good sense of what obedience brought. And I could sleep at night. This sounds kind of cliche, but I could sleep at night knowing that I obeyed the Lord. And He's going to be pleased for me. Pleased with me, sorry. And that's what like really matters at the end of the day. So when you teach your kids integrity, you can also get down on their level and say, I know this stinks. I know it does. But trust me when I say it's worth it to obey. So, yep, that was the third one, I think. (laughs) And then, okay, I got more. So hold on to your hats. Um... Four. So this is the one that I remember most about just a practical thing that you can do. My dad, when he drove us to school, which was, you know, probably half the time, would you say? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Probably. I have a bad memory, but probably about half the time he drove us to school. He would read, he would make us read. I say make because we were kids, but we didn't want to do this. Yeah, and notice you, mom didn't make you do that because you just didn't mention that that's what you did with dad. I see that yeah. now. Well, no, we weren't going to tell anyone else mm, about yeah. that. All right, so he made you read a proverb on the way to yes, school. Yes, he made us read a proverb on the way to school. <laughs> and that was, And that was super helpful, not in the moment, okay? This is the thing about parenting that I see, even though I've never done it, okay, I can't say for sure, but everything that I've observed from my parents is that this is the long game. Parenting is the long game, and I see it. I do. That's why we're having, like, this is why we do the podcast, because moments matter, even if they don't, you don't know which ones are going to matter the most in the end. Dad had no idea that this Mm -hmm. moment in time, the times where he forced us to get out our phone, or I don't think we had phones, (laughs) but get out our small Bibles and read a proverb on the way to school, that moment matters now, because I see that he cherished scripture, even though I was so tired and didn't care. And I mean, not that I didn't care fully. It was just, I was a kid, you know, and kids are, they're silly and they're awkward and it's uncomfortable to read scripture when you're a kid for some reason. A lot of times, not everyone is like this, but I sure was. To read it out loud. To read, read it, it out, out loud. loud. You had yeah. to read it out loud and pick a verse and all of that. Yeah. So the other thing was that not only did he say that we had to read a proverb, one of us read it out loud. And then he would say, 
we all have to say a verse that stood out to us. And so we actually had to listen. I was going to say, that made you all three pay attention. Which is really funny because I I don't think I've ever told him this, but sometimes I would just like listen to the first like four verses, pick one, and then not listen anymore. (laughs) Julia Morgan. (laughs) I was seriously, I blame it on being a kid, but I just wasn't, I was tired and also, it's just sinful. I know. I, I'm a sinner. <laughs> That's fantastic. So, okay. No excuses. No excuses. Um, it, I was a Christian at the time, but I think kids, it's hard to get them to love scripture. It's hard to get them to read the Bible. And I, like for to help with Jenny's question, to help answer it, I think part of the reality is you just have to keep praying because I didn't love going to scripture all the time. Were there times that because of what dad had done in the car and let us do that, like made us read scripture? Did I go home and at night I would actually, I remember sometimes in bed that I would get out my Bible and read Proverbs because that was the only one that I really knew the, the book. And I remember doing that and, but you can't force it. Like you can't, I don't remember you guys ever telling us, well, except for when we were disobeying or doing something wrong. You need to go read your Bible. <laughs> <laughs> when we were grumpy, you oh. totally said well, that. Yeah. You totally <laughs> did. When we were grumpy, you dev- I remember many times that you told me and Jenna specifically, uh, both of us, you have a grumpy face. You need. I think you just need to go read your Bible today. And we would. And so maybe that's more of the practical lesson that I'm trying to get across is that you just have, you can't force it on them, but you need to show them that when you're having difficult days, this is definitely number five or four, <laughs> number four, um, when they are having bad days, remind them that scripture is there and to say, you probably should go do this. Can you force them to love scripture? No, but can you redirect them when they're having bad days and hard days and when they're grumpy? And when they're having a bad attitude, of course. All right, next one. And the last one, I promise. Um, the next one is really good. Uh, and one that maybe you're already doing already. But I just wanted to say, uh, tell a little story. I, when I was a kid, I went on the computer and um, looked up the word that I knew that was, I don't even know exactly what I knew about it, but um, I looked up the word sex and saw images. I think it was anyway, or something like that. Um, And I saw images and um, I don't even know how old I was. 10, 11? I don't even know where the word came from or how I I know that you guys had sat us down at some point, but obviously I was curious, and I did that, and as soon as I did, I was so guilty, and told mom and dad, and from then on, I actually, like, had a really hard time sleeping for a couple years. Mm -hmm. I think it was years, right? Yeah, it it was a long time, it felt like. But it was just, it wasn't even that every night I was thinking about that specific instance, I think eventually it just became a habit to me that I would not be able to fall asleep. 
and I would cry and be afraid of the dark, and I would just have this fear of something. And mom ended up printing out, she she did a lot of research and she found a ton of verses on fear and light and darkness and wrote that, typed them all out and printed it out. And she had a copy and I had a copy. And whenever I had issues and I wasn't sleeping very well and I was thinking about those things or I was just, I don't know, it wasn't. Yeah, it was just that I was afraid, and I think the habit just became that I couldn't sleep. It wasn't that I was really struggling with um, the images or anything, because I was so young, I didn't quite understand what that was anyway. Um, But it was mostly just I was confused and was afraid of sin, of doing something wrong, of making mistakes, of falling asleep and not being able to sleep. And I would go to mom and she would get out her page and I would get out my page and we would memorize the verses about light and fear and God being our light. And we would go through them. And that really helped me when I was a kid to memorize scripture with my mom. That was so helpful. Eventually I was able to Mm-hmm. move past all of that and sleep again. <laughs> but I think scripture was the the key to that. And so I say all of this to just let you know that there are situations in your kids' lives that are going to be detrimental to them or things are going to happen and you can't control them. And for my mom, I think you you did the exact right thing and you pointed me towards scripture to get me through a season of life that I was having a difficult time. And I really appreciate that. That also grew a love for Christ because it reminds me of that one song. Um, There's a line in it that says, where else can I go, Lord, but to you? Mm. I still think that all the time. Just in seasons of hardship or depression or difficulty or darkness, I always think "I I have nowhere else to turn but to the Lord. And it's so hard for me to imagine life without Christ. And I, and I definitely know that it's because of how my parents cultivated in that, cultivated that in us. And I'm really thankful. So those are some of the things that I remember. There are a lot actually that you guys did. A lot more than I remembered. So that's very awesome. You you brought up something that we did about, and I remember that now, is like if you had a grumpy face, then I'd be like, you haven't read your Bible lately, have you? Go read your Bible. <laughs> and uh, that yep. that's the consistency part, is helping your children understand the difference of how they feel, um, how they act, um, and the differences in their actions and emotions and struggles and even their joy from when they are reading and when they aren't reading, even if they don't think that they're getting a lot out of their Bible reading, but if you can help point out the facts of doing it consistently and not doing it consistently, because we always know our own selves. I know when I've been away from the Word for, you know, too long, so does everybody else around me, right? And so that's, Mm -hmm. I, I, I know 
like I can tell if I'm going down to a deep hole or I'm um, just hanging on a thread sometimes and and are grumpy and and all of that. And I'm like, oh, I haven't read my Bible in a few days, so I need to get back to that. So, you know, just helping your child recognize those things, I think, is a really good, you know, way to help them understand why we do this. One of the, you know. Because it does. When we have the joy of the Lord in us, there's a lot of difference in the way that we we live and the way our emotions are and our struggles are. We can get through them um, a lot differently than when we mm-hmm. are away from His Word. So thank yeah. you, Jenny. Thank you so much for bringing this to our attention and, and let, making us think about it and think through it and yeah. remember some good things and some things we wish we had done differently. Or, um, but we hopefully we've been helpful. Um, to you moms out there that are still in that stage of having your kids at home um, and doing this day after day. So please, um, we would love to answer more questions or talk about more things that you guys have in mind, different topics. So if you do have a topic of conversation that you'd like to hear us, let us know. Get on Big Moment Mentor Community on Facebook. Um, and comment on a post or post yourself, post a question yourself, um, or get on at Big Moment Mentor Instagram and let us know on there or message us. That's also a great thing. We love to hear from you guys. We love being able to be a part of a community. I feel like we're getting there. We have some super fans out there we have some listeners that listen in and we love that it makes me so happy so <laughs> to fun. be a part of that <laughs> <laughs> it is uh and then another thing is i just wanted to read another review that we have had in the last couple of months um this one is from a girl named julia shout out to julia Woo-hoo! we know we who know she, who she is, is. <laughs> not me I'm not writing reviews for our own podcast, trust me. Uh, This is a different Julia. She says, this podcast has been so wonderful for me. These conversations have hit home and made me want to initiate conversations with my Mm -hmm. mom and opened my eyes to the kind of relationship I want to establish with my children someday so we can have these conversations. I love the stories and perspective you both are putting on life and truly appreciate your willingness to share and be vulnerable. It has hit home for me more than you could know, and I look forward each week to your conversations. Thank you, Julia. We really appreciate that. What's cool is that she isn't a mom yet, and yet she is listening, and she's part of my um, audience, my age group. And it's cool to have, I know some of my other friends listen as well. And it's just cool to have you guys on here listening. That's that's fun to hear, you know, other conversations between daughters and, and moms. It's good. With that said, thank you for listening in on today's episode. If you enjoyed hearing us chat, please leave a rating and review. We will read it. So um, we're going to start doing that more regularly. It's super fun to hear what you guys have to say. We are always extremely thankful for all of your feedback and when you share conversations with other women. We know that moments matter and you never know which moments will end up mattering the most. So we're here to give you actionable steps toward taking them to the next level for the present and for eternity.